Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know what the fuck happened. It just no, don't worry about it, man. No, we know what happened. You were about <laughs> you Lauren Hill. <laughs> you got Lauren yeah. healed. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of Tootin' Lauren. Yeah, the Lauren the the Lauren Nadi. The Lauren Nadi got there you yeah, go. the Lauren got go. you, exactly. Yeah, Lauren was like, oh, we about to talk about yeah, Lauren, I'll fix you, nigga. Fuck your hard drive. Welcome to the B side. Scoop. Isaac, Jahan, Arthur, the music This is episode 35 of the Music Snobs podcast. My name is Arthur, your lead voice, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Scoop, Isaac, and Jahan. We have a guest snob joining us today, live from somewhere. He is one half of the Foreign Exchange, Grammy-nominated with no industry backing to get a Grammy nomination, which means, and no disrespect to the other people that were nominated in 2009, but... They definitely deserve to be in there because they work for it. Uh, He is also one third of Little Brother. And I I, I know Little Brother is defunct, but he's still one third of Little Brother. There you go. And he is the host of Gordon Gartrell Radio or the Gordon Gartrell Self-Empowerment Series Seminar. (laughs) (laughs) We coming back this year. We coming back. I'm coming back this year. I'm coming back. 2015, I'm coming Ladies back. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Fonte. Fonte. Yo, yeah. yo. What up? All right. Hey, I'm going to say something right. real funny. Cool. Let's get it popping. I know Fonte doesn't watch sports, but I was just on uh, First Take last week, and I had on a shirt that I was, you know, I was took a fashion risk on what I was wearing. Uh-huh. And folks were like on Twitter blowing me up, saying I look like John Witherspoon and Craig Sager, and they were killing my shirt like confetti had blown up on it. And so I hit him back with something real simple. I said, "This is my Gordon Gartrell. Y'all know anything see, about this? See, joint. see, wow, <laughs> there it is. It's a Gordon Gartrell. Hell yeah, that's right, baby. They, they, father, they ain't know. They ain't know. They ain't know. Hey, bro, they ain't know. Stun on them. Stun on them hoes. Stun on them hoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> the Foreign Exchange, you all, you finished the tour, uh, both uh, US and you went to Europe. Yeah. In the fall, winter, right? US, Europe, uh, South Africa. Mm. It was a lot. I'm glad it's over. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm glad that shit's over. It was a lot. So the the downtime, are you, are you planning another release? In other words, are you, um, are you yeah. just breathing? Like exhale. I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of just the 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 uh, modus operandi for right now, just breathing. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a full time dad, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, I'm single dad. So shout out, brother. Shout out. Ah, thank you, man. Um, nah, when I'm not here, uh, when I finish my tour and I come back off the road, man, you know, I'm pretty much just here with my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying just on the day to day, making sure 
they got what they need. You know, they're just both at that age where they just really need their dad. Right. So, you know, um, when I'm when I'm not touring, um, my schedule at home is pretty pretty tight. You know, it's just basic. Just basic wash shit, man. Like I'm really living the life of the washed right now. My man, like, I'm in the cold. Like I was, I was, I was folding. I was doing laundry that night, and I folded a fitted sheet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Laundry, I folded I, yeah. a fitted. Laundry is my game. And I, I have reali- a tight, tight yo, folding. And game. I realized, like, I never like the. I mean, not there's nothing wrong with doing laundry. I mean, that's. I mean, you have to be able to do laundry. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just a human need. But when I realized I knew how to fold a fitted right. sheet. I was just like, yo, nigga, you're, you're fucking washed. <laughs> you're done. washed. It's, yeah, the, yeah, the better, the better, your better days are, it's, they are so in the distance right now. So, um, <laughs> nah, bro, I just. Maybe, um, and maybe after the show, bro, you could show me how to do that because I still don't know how to do the fitted shit. Oh, shoot. man, I had to go to YouTube myself like, like some years ago. <laughs> nah, man, it's a, It's really all about the corners. Yeah, right. it's all about it's the, the corners. corners. You gotta feel There's a wrist oh, chin shit. technique. Yep, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> wrist, tuck them in, fold back, boom, yep. boom, boom, yep. and it's done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so nah, that's pretty much my life, man. I mean, but I am working. We're all working on new stuff for, for this year, for release this year. Mm-hmm. So there'll definitely be new music. But uh, we probably won't be touring as heavy. It's just more uh, a studio year. So, um, but, you know, we're always working. All right. Well, let's get into our first topic, the misunderstanding of Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah. Topic one. El Boogie <laughs> announced a, uh, a six-show tour. Um Dates in New York City and dates in D.C. over a two-week period uh, in mid-February, and this is a return to the stage. Well, she did she did a, a tour last year, and it got a lot of poorly received. As I was about to say, commentary did, 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 from, did, any, did any of you all, anybody within earshot, go see that? My girl saw it last year. Yeah, I did see it. I saw it. I was in. I saw it. I was in. I was with the do over is um, in it's a party. I was with hosting the do over in Moscow, 2012, and I saw her there. It was her and most. They were doing like this festival in Moscow, yeah. and that was my first time seeing her show, um, you know, up close and personal. And yeah, <laughs> she's on one, nigga. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was something else. It was some other shit. I can't lie. Um, but you know, had I paid money to see it, I, I probably would have been upset. But you know, I, I can was. You, can you working. Uh, can you describe it just a little bit? Because I know most you know most of our listeners probably haven't seen her. You know, so what? I mean, when you say some other shit. Well, I mean, the thing was, I mean, she was just doing. I mean, she was doing the songs. I mean, she was doing the hits, quote unquote. But they were just all in different forms, you mm-hmm. know. So that thing is not the that thing that's on the record. It would be like 120 BPMs, and it's like you know, she would. I, I actually had a buddy that um, was playing on that gig for a while. That, that was the drummer, and from what he was telling me, she would just come and rehearsals, and she'd be like, "Okay, I want you to do that thing, but I want you to do it like." with in like Ethiopian Zook reference you know what I mean so it's like she would come in and like give them like all these different kind of genres of music Mm -hmm. and say okay well I want you to do that thing but we're gonna do that thing like this kind of Ethiopian Zook 
version or whatever. So it would just be all the songs that you know, but they're just rearranged and reconstructed in a way that you probably won't recognize them. So, yeah, it, it, it's, again, I mean, I, I see a lot of people's frustration. They express a lot of frustration about the show. And um, I, I could understand because, I mean, that she does the songs. I mean, she does them, but they're just rearranged in a way that they're highly unrecognizable. Did she do any, did she do any new material or at least stuff we hadn't heard? Um, from what I saw, I didn't hear any new material. Um, or shit, you know what? It could have been new material. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. All, all, all that shit was new to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But um, it, it could have been new. I, mean, I, I don't. At, at the while, at the while, I just, I just couldn't make heads from tails. It's see, like, and that's the I problem. Don't know where, I mean, like, yeah. see, see, you know, last year Talib came out in her defense, and we're kind of chiding critics to say, hey. You know, you all need to give her a chance to evolve. We've given her years of chances. It's a track yeah. record that is stopping us from giving her. It's not like this is her first time out. She's been doing this for at least 10, 12 years now where she's had not just, you know, giving shows that have been subpar, but having audiences waiting, not showing up. You know, how many more chances do we want to give this one particular artist? So I disagree. Yeah. I tell is my man, but I disagree with that. I think we've been... I think as an audience very and fans, patient, are very, we have been patient. very patient in giving her many, many chances. Yeah. And then D'Angelo yeah. released a record. But here's the deal. Does D'Angelo, does D'Angelo have a track record of performing that she has? No. No. See, that's the thing. He, he, not showing up is better than showing up and giving her- But he's her, got a track record of false starts. It doesn't make a difference. The, the performance- Because I mean, the central question here is, do we owe it to artists that, that we are fans, even diehards for? Do we owe it to them to let them be, to let I, them evolve or let them uh, exhale? Fine. I, th I think we do. But at the same time, we have to draw the line when we start, you know, allowing them to do things and when we become the enablers ourselves. Very much so. I, I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And when we keep following and supporting it, we, 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 we allow her to, be, to continue this behavior and continue to do the same thing. At some point, we as an audience, I think, have the power to at least demand that artists respect us and to me what Lauren yeah. Hill has done over right. the last decade has basically been disrespectful to the audience mm. I hear you but it's a two way street too Yeah, I mean we can't really expect artists to be innovative or ambitious in music if we don't allow them room to be creative or room to explore their vision yeah for me yeah for me I think it's, it's definitely a two way street I mean you know you gotta think about it like I I don't wanna waste people's time mm -hmm. with music so you know if I don't feel like I have anything great to offer then 
I would just stay away. It, you know, kind of like what my man was saying is like, not showing up is one thing. Showing up and fucking up is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have the right as an artist? You know, you have to have that human element. In it. Are there going to be some times where you show up and fuck up? Of course. I mean, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? But you want you don't want that to happen very often, particularly in 2015 when everything counts. You know what I'm saying? This isn't, you know, 19, you know, 96 or 97 when, you know, you could count on your record sales or you could count on, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, half a mil advance every record, no matter what the fuck it did. You know what I mean? I mean, those days are pretty much fucking done. So everything counts. Everything, it all kind of adds up, you know, in aggregate. And so you got to make everything count, man. So, you know, I, I heard what Tyler was saying. I was I was on Twitter that day when he was like saying, you know, we defend the right. We got to let her be her and everything. And, and, I, and I hear that. But at the end of the day, I mean, show the fuck up and do your job. You know what I mean? And... You know, that's just kind of my my thing with it. And if you're going to do, if you want to stretch out and branch out and, you know, do whatever it is you want to do, you can do that. Um, But as an artist, you can't expect all of your audience to give a shit. That's where, that's, I think that's where the arrogance comes in. Like, if I just wake up one morning and decide I want to play the fucking bagpipes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? (laughs) I can play the bagpipes, but... I'm not going to come on and be like, you know what? I know y'all know me from Little Brother and the rapping shit and then the foreign exchange and the singing shit. But fuck all that shit, nigga. Bagpipes, nigga. That's the <laughs> way, nigga. Bagpipes. Mm-hmm. And y'all and y'all need to listen to these bagpipes because this is me, <laughs> real me, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a bagpipe show. Right. And I'm going to show up two hours late. But right. fuck y'all. This is art. Right. Like, right. get the fuck out of here with that shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, come on, bro. Like, nah. <laughs> you that, that, but you she's have still the right doing to express it. yourself. But so she's still, but she's still doing it, and I that's mean, my point. Is but she, that's what I'm because, saying. because the audience has enabled that. The audience has enabled that. I think in a lot of ways, the audience has enabled that. I remember seeing like people, like when she would, when she would perform, and niggas was like, "Oh man, she she two hours late again," and I'm like, "Bruh, she been two hours late all the time." You know what I mean? Like this, this ain't new. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a feature. It ain't a glitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So, look, so <laughs> Jahan. You know, Lauren, L- Lauren Hill, one night only in London, acoustic set. Are you going? Would I go? <laughs> no, nah, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, but wait, 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 wait. I agree that the way Lauren performs now and her timekeeping isn't breaking news. It's a history lesson. <laughs> but to be fair, not everyone, you know, not everyone follows those reports, right? We sometimes get carried away and mistakenly think that the whole world reads everything that we read, that they follow everyone we know on Twitter, they scour every YouTube clip that we do, but they really don't. We live in much more of a bubble than we think we do. So cool, that bubble knows Lauren's a habitual late arriver. (laughs) But the vast majority of people who buy tickets to her shows, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. They haven't followed her rinse cycle of false starts. They haven't followed her being rude to an audience. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. So, so if we go back, Miss Education sold 18 million copies worldwide and she sometimes plays arenas nowadays. So the people in this room and everyone in our little bubble alone aren't enough to fill those seats, right? Wow. So 
I understand the constant cycle of disappointment, even if I don't really agree with it. You don't sell 18 million albums to diehards. There aren't, there aren't 18 million diehards out there. 18 million is casual pop listener territory. Mm-hmm. Those kind of listeners can't really be blamed for not knowing where she's at today or wanting to hear that thing or killing me softly or can't take my eyes off you, to be fair. I mean, so you're saying that there's no repeat audiences? There's, there, nobody comes back twice? No, I mean, there will be, but that's not the majority, man. I mean, you know, my mother cites Lauren as being one of the artists she wants to see that she hasn't seen yet. My girl and, and all her girls went to see Lauren last year for the first time ever. One thing though, my girl did say, she did make it real clear that she felt Lauren could, could still sing with the best of them and was an incredible band leader. And they said, you know, they all noticed that. They all noticed that she was controlling the band. She was on all the cues. Mm-hmm. You know, in all this, it's just kind of clear to me that Lauren's musical tastes and artistic aspirations have moved on since Miseducation. Understandably, it was a long time ago. But problem is for her, she doesn't have any new material into which she can channel these new tastes. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, that's, that's, I can understand her frustration um, and where she is today. But doesn't she have the right to evolve? Oh, you know what? I, I, to, answer your, to answer that question, uh, <clears throat> Arthur, and, and you asked that kind of before, you know, do we, should we just let artists be? And I agree with Scoop on this. Yes, that every artist has the right to evolve. Every artist has the right to work on their craft in any way that they feel is necessary. But to agree with Scoop, what he said earlier, and I think this is the point that needs to be made, that's different than disrespecting your car, your audience. That's completely different. If Very you want to so. stay away Very for 10, so. 15 years and work on your craft and evolve as an artist and put things out as you feel, cool. Don't show up to the concert four hours late. Don't you know play like you're in some type of almost like Amy Winehouse used to do. Remember Amy Winehouse? That was the one big knock against her. As great as she was, she constantly disrespected her audience. She would show up drunk. She would drink on stage. You know, it was just crazy. <laughs> wow. That's that's just to me that's different now. But the question, quick quick question, I want to throw out there is the other possibility is. Is Lauren not the crazy, you know, brilliant genius that she's been labeled as? Is is she struggling because she simply doesn't ha- doesn't have anything to offer? Talib wants her to evolve. Is there no evolution happening? That's the other possibility. You know, that's that's something people rarely talk about. She's been labeled mm-hmm. this genius, even though there's all those lawsuits flying around with miseducation saying mm-hmm. that she didn't do all that mm-hmm. by herself. Yeah. She's still been labeled this genius musician. Is right. it possible that she is not that person and she just has nothing to offer? I think it's very possible. Sure it's possible. I think it's and very she's possible. and she's living off of like I like to say myth. I mean she's living off the the myth of I'm I'm Lauren Hill. But check this out. Miles Davis used to do the same shit. Yeah. Miles Davis would show up hours she after. Oh, Miles, right? Miles, 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 he was still wait, playing. Wait, 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 That's wait, fucking Miles wait. Davis. And he's still killing <laughs> when he did play it. Wait. Wait. Miles played some way out shit. Okay. But he's still Miles. But. but he's but always right. He played some way out wait shit. For that? You he, told us to wait just so you could say that. Okay, let's go through this. Let's <laughs> not, go through this. Not, but here's the look thing, at, though. Here's, here's look the thing. at Miles' catalog and compare it to Lauren's. Bro, Lauren's a great artist, but on two albums, she is in no way, shape, or form comparable to Miles. I see. Right. I knew you were going to go with the catalog. I knew you were going to go with the catalog. That's your body of work. 
If Lonnie had the body of work that Miles Davis did, she could do all the shit that she's doing right now. Right. We wouldn't have a problem. Let me just say this. I'm the showrunner, so I got to play devil's advocate. My personal opinion, <laughs> I ain't showing up to that shit. <laughs> I ain't showing up to Lauren Hill coming out and gotcha. maybe she plays some music. Maybe she has a sing-along <laughs> and asks us to sing for her. Nah, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. All that being said, though, all that being said, if, if, and Isaac raised a good point, maybe, maybe she's a false positive. Maybe she's tapped out. Maybe very much. She okay. needs to come in with all these different genres. Okay. okay. You know, and you know, okay. play it in yeah, in I'm... Tibetan time so that she can sound <laughs> like innovative. Okay. Let, let, let me let me do that. I, I I hear you. One. Let me ask you this. You just said you wouldn't show up to see Lauren. Would no. you show up to see Miles? Yes. Okay, then why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? What was that point for? What was that point for? You show up to see Miles. All right. Secondly, look. Secondly, I don't give her the same liberty that Isaac is giving her from the creativity tip. I hear what you're saying. But strip her down to as an MC. She's still probably, arguably one of the top 10 MCs we've ever had. So if musically she can't find where she is, she can't figure it out, she mm -hmm. may not be re able to reach this genius, she hasn't put out enough product lyrically to not just fall back on that. She can still spit. Bottom line, she can still spit. Right. And the way cats are spitting out, it'd be easy for Lauren to just put out some stuff and just spit that. But the thing is, she put out some stuff where she was spitting and it was okay. not good. Okay. So you so, okay? So that, she tried. That shit sounded like the nigga from In Living Color. That shit sounded like Oswald Bates. Okay. <laughs> like that. That it was. It wasn't okay. good. I mean, it, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Now, I hear you, but I'm gonna defend her a little bit here. I didn't like it musically. I didn't like her flow. I agree, but I did respect her lyrical content on the track. You know, she was being courageous in a way that most mainstream MCs don't even go near today. You know, she was talking about consumerism, materialism, uh, the government, politics, hypocrisy. I respect that. And to be fair, Lauren has way more of a track record of rhyming well than rhyming badly. Like, you know, whether it's Lost Ones or How Many Mics or Zealots. There's way more examples of her doing well than, than tracks like this. Well, she then she can get somebody to write for her, maybe she you know what I'm saying she can get a ghostwriter to do stuff for. Her. I just think that. Well, I mean, she did. I mean, apparently that's allegedly that's what happened on Miss Education. I know they I mean, get the same <laughs> they get the same damn ghostwriters to go along. My thing is just as an MC. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's easy becoming MC. I think it's much. It's it's more difficult to create sound and create music and and to build everything off that. My thing is that she was she was like a five tool baseball player. She mm -hmm. could do many things. She wasn't just pegged into doing one thing. So if musically she can't tap into that genius, at least from an MC standpoint, she could still maintain some relevance in the game. And she has not. That's my thing. That's why I don't give her a pass because if all else fails, mm -hmm. she could fall back and just spit. I hear what Fonte's saying. 
but get some ghostwriters. Hell, Puff gets ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get some ghostwriters, spit some stuff, and just lay on that because you at least can get by on it, I think. That's why I don't give it the same pass. You, I hear but what you're I, but saying. I don't think I don't think the ghostwriter thing will work because again, I mean, from you know what 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 Isaac was saying, when you when you have been living under this myth of I am just you know the one woman you know Messiah, you know you can't you can't get a ghostwriter. You know what I'm saying? Like once once you've been pegged as the produced, written, arranged, conceived by Lauren Hill. You getting writers to help you, or ghostwriters, or whatever, that chips away at your at your myth, and you know. So, whereas yeah, assuming that people find out about it, if it's known, if it's known, right? If it's known, right? If it if it's known, if it's known, and this comes out, and it's like, hey, uh, I don't know, fucking whoever, you know, who's Jay Electronica wrote the new Lawrence single. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Ooh, that'd be yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That's that exactly what I'm saying. That would be interesting. <laughs> it would be she like, still spit mm, it. you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know, bro. I mean, I definitely feel there's a lot of what, I, what Isaac was saying, just that, you know, there may not have been a lot creatively in the tank to begin with. And, um, you know, the thing about evolution as an artist, you, if you're going to do it, my thing is, if you're going to do it, you got to go full throttle with it. You can't half-ass it. And where my man Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad? No half measures, mm-hmm. right? No half measures. No half measures. So, in other words, if if I'm if I'm coming out and I say, okay, you know, I know y'all know me for rapping and I want to sing, okay? I'm not going to take my rapping catalog and sing that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just going to create a new singing catalog. So, if I'm Lauren Hill or whatever and I want to uh do in the playing these new genres you know i want to like have a zook reference or a soca reference or whatever the hell if i want to do that then i'm just going to make some new music in that vein i'm not going to take my old music and run it through that filter because that's not what my audience really knows you know what i mean particularly when i haven't put it out i mean it's, it's one thing you know if, if I, I think one of the things is hard for a lot of artists to learn and I've even been through this, you know, before. Um, we're in our heads all the time, so we know our thoughts or whatever. So a lot of times we may move quicker than the audience does. Now, I don't think that means that the audience is stupid or that, you know, you're above the audience. I, I don't think in those terms. But to, to, to us, you know, it's just all music, you know, to, to me going from little brother to foreign exchange to doing you know a house record with dj spinner to doing you know like to me it's just all music it's all it's all the same shit to me but to the audience you know they don't work that way because they haven't been in my head for the past you know 10 15 Good years to, to understand that you know what i mean so um so you know a lot of times as an artist you you got to kind of give your audience you got to leave breadcrumbs you know, and you got to leave the trail that you want them to follow. You know, they'll they'll follow you, but you got to leave them a trail. And I just think that when you go from, you know, just from what they know you for to now, I'm just going to make this hard left with nothing in between, with nothing to kind of, you know, f- to lead you. Um, I, I think that's just going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. But you know what, man, to go with what you to go with what you just said. And I think that 
you know, because I, I work around creative people all day long, all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I think that creativity and creative is just a, a, an abused term in 2015, in this, this day and age. Mm-hmm. To your point, yeah, it's great to see breadcrumbs, but if, you're, if, you, if you execute something well, and, you know, we can look at artists um, who've taken those hard left turns almost out of nowhere, and it worked out, and it's because the product sounded so good. If you execute something well, you can pretty much do anything with art. No, nah, I agree. I agree. But you have to deliver it. And that's the thing. I think you have to you got to deliver. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm starting to think that Lauren, I'm starting to think Lauren just may not be, you know, what I'm saying that person. I I, I mean, look, I, I said this before and I think Scoop can say the same thing. I got notebooks on top of notebooks full of, you know, half starts, you know, ideas. I wrote some stuff last night that will probably never see the, the light of day. You do that. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> as a writer, as an artist, you just you create things. But you have the respect for your craft first, for your work first, that I'm not going to put this out into the world until I feel like it's ready. I bet because yeah, my name is on it. It's your my name, name is on it. You like, can't. Once, if the, Lauren, shit, if Lauren once Hill, the shit come out, it's the truth. If Lauren Hill feels that all these concerts that she's done were ready to be unveiled to the, unveiled to the world, that she might be a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because she has to know <laughs> deep down inside that that was not ready and that wasn't the, her best effort. You know what I'm saying? If it's your best effort and it's whack, God bless. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at you. You did your best. But she cannot feel like what she's done constantly, what I've heard she's done, was her best effort. And to me, that's the line where I say, I can't let you evolve or be, respect your evolution when you're not putting 100% of yourself into this. No, no, no. We're, we're going too far now. Bruv, I don't think that you or we can say she's not giving 100% or that she doesn't respect her craft. That's really, really wrong to me. None of us has a crystal ball or a telepathic line into Lauren's heart. She might genuinely feel that this is the best work of her career. And the one thing that we can't do is say that she isn't putting 100% into this or that she doesn't respect her craft. You know, bro, on the contrary, while I do feel that it's inexcusable to keep an audience waiting for hours at a live show, I only have applause for the fact that she's still trying to create, even if it's through old material. Mm-hmm. I personally know cats who love what she's doing now. So there are some legit, hardcore, bona fide music heads that don't share the opinions that we're, we're giving today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, at least she exhibits the courage that a lot of artists now don't. It would be the easiest thing in the world for her to just roll out the album versions of Miseducation and The Score live every three months, mm-hmm. sell out halls in doing so, and be hailed as one of the greatest live acts to do it. Lauren is at least doing the thing that we constantly lament the absence of on this show, which is taking chances. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, she actually does give 100% by constantly trying to revitalize her set list and her sound. So if nothing else, I give her bare respect on that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but if she comes in, she goes to DC, she goes to NYC, she does six shows, right? She comes with new material. She comes, you know, she comes through this with a redemptive quality because she's actually got powerful stuff. How does the opinion change? You mean for the majority of people? She's on the road to redemption, right? I think, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that easy. I think the audiences nowadays just have such a lack of imagination and evolution. The only way that Lauren could drop an album that would redeem her in the audience's eyes is if it had some trace DNA elements of miseducation or the music that the audience was used to. If she came out today with a brand new album of new material, 
with all these new influences that she's showcasing in in concert i don't know jury's out the audience may not be willing to you know to to jump with her and that's and that's a real shame yeah you just gotta deliver yeah you, you have to deliver and i think that's a part of the big right. thing with with lauren it's just like you know you know i i think an audience can forgive anything and I, you know i think they can forgive you know a bad record they can forgive a bad concert you know a bad performance you know a disrespectful audience you know like <laughs> my man was saying about miles but the thing about <laughs> it is like miles was on some left out he was on some far left shit but he put out his far left shit you know what i'm saying he re- he released it you know and you know that's my thing is like you know people are coming to a crowd particularly to a live show people are coming to a live show because they want to sing along you know what i mean they they want to sharing that experience with you you know and unless you specifically say hey i'm doing an acoustic set of some new songs and you know y'all just come listen to them let me know what you think that's one thing Mm -hmm. but you know if you're doing like these big concerts and you know arenas or whatever you know people that's very much a a communal thing people want to be able to sing with you Mm -hmm. so now may not be the time to fucking (laughs) <laughs> give Start experiment. new right, songs exactly. that nobody knows or to do new versions of songs that that <laughs> pretty much render your hits unrecognizable you know I, I just don't think that's a smart theory you know can I ask a question real quick do you think it, what do you think Lauren Hill hears or has been hearing over the last 10 years like not musically, no just idea. just like what like us talking. What has she been hearing about herself? You know what? I'm with I'm with Fonse. I don't. Ha- I well, I'm not. Go- I'm, I'm not gonna say I don't have any idea. I think Fonte mentioned earlier about her arrogance. I think there's a certain amount of arrogance that has to be involved, and it's almost like a self denial. I think that she's arrogant to the point, and this is all you know guesstimate. I have no idea. I've never met her, but I feel like she's arrogant to the point where it's like if I if she took the time to actually listen to what is actually being said, right. she would hear the truth in it. And okay. she's insecure to the point is where it, I have to be arrogant. Okay, so it's, okay, so you think it's it's insecurity that's driving yes. arrogance? Her not hearing it is that because if she we're can? right, if we're right, if she's if the, if the well is empty, that's a terrifying okay. thing to face. Okay, nah, see, I think I think you got it wrong. I mean, looking at clips on YouTube of her live performances where people heckle her, and you know, and you know, they, they challenge the fact that she's doing all this, you know, this kind of revamped stuff. Um, she, you know, she basically says, "You don't have to be here. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that." She, I don't think she's out here in the streets complaining um, about the fact that people aren't, aren't, you know, paying her attention or people aren't giving her time. I think she's saying, "I'm doing music for me." You know, that's that's my raison d'être, and you know, it's it's whatever to every, anybody else. I don't I don't really mind. Um, but I don't think so. I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's like she's just doing it for her. And she's totally fine if you're not with it. Even at that, if she is hearing, if she, if her arrogance is blocking her being able to hear, is it blocking her also from getting help? And I'm not talking yes. like I'm talking about musical help. Yes, okay. absolutely. Yes, because nothing. Because 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 what I'm thinking is that at the end of the day, and I'm not trying to be jokey here. At the end of the day, there's always what my man said, Robert Poston or Robert Town saying, uh, what you call? There's always work, work uh, at the post Shuffle. office. There's always right. work at the post office. At the end of the day, the for female black artists. There's always jamming Lewis. Yeah, there's always you know what I'm somebody. Like, look, can, anybody like, will work. If she's with her. hearing anybody, everybody would clamor to work with Lauren Hill because they think like they could save her. Like we could save her. At the end of the day, can she get out of her own way and hear what everybody's no. been saying and say, you know what? But if she if she don't win the words in the mortal words of Project Pat, 
the, our great Negro poet. <laughs> don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Okay. Like, don't save her. She don't. She don't want to be saved, bro. You know what I mean? Because, cause I agree. I mean, look. You know, there are producers out there just on the strength of her being Lauren right. Hill. Right. That's my you know, point. Or just anybody. I mean, once you get to a certain level and you have created some form of greatness, I mean, it's people who will fuck with you. Label, no label, budget, no budget. Yeah, exactly. They don't care. That's it's my like, point. Nigga, you can get tracks from me on the strength. Let's just That's do it. That's my point. But you know, but that takes as as what you were saying, Scoop. Like as an artist, you have to know. You got to know when. Just you have to have that just internal thing in yourself. You have to know when to when to hold them, when to fold them. You know what I mean? You got to know. It's like you know what? I was that nigga in in '72. But yo, it ain't 72 no more. You know what I'm saying? I might, <laughs> you know what I mean? I might right. need somebody new, you know, and that has, I mean, you know, if we talk about, you know, like Rick James producing The Temptations, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Questlove uh, producing um, Al, Al Green, Green. Jack mm-hmm. White producing Loretta Lynn, you know what I mean? If you, if you were old Jack, you, you, you gotta have the humility, you know, to reach back to the new Jacks and be like, hey, you know, kind of guide me the way. I agree 100%. I, I think, though, it just needs, like Scoop said, that you first you got to get rid of that arrogance that you're not the auteur that, you know, everybody thinks you are. And I think that she especially has to Especially if you have, aren't. Yeah, exactly. Especially, <laughs> especially if you, if you aren't. aren't. And you have to especially have that seed. Especially if you aren't, right? Right. You got to have that seed of an idea to want to express something. You got to, okay, I want to express this. I can't express it. Who can I get to help me? You got to get to that point. I think that for Lauren and, and you don't think anybody's gone to her oh she, people and that's probably the same. kicked oh, down her doors right. right. so she's not hearing have. that's what yeah, I'm saying she ain't, she ain't listening but okay you know what perhaps the root of all of this is that she may have been so badly burned by the lawsuits and the publicity around uh, miseducation um, that her kind of status as an auteur is thrown into question that she may not want to it, it may be critical for her to do it on her own then do rather it rather than do it with someone else she you know she may feel that she's got something to prove now and you know we don't yeah, know but maybe, don't you do yourself a disservice by doing nothing or do you know doing yeah. what she's doing yeah maybe she's recorded stuff and it just isn't up to what her you know barometer for greatness is in her mind for herself and maybe she does know when to fold maybe she does know when to say you know what i can't i can't release this this you know i need to cement my legend and not you know not jeopardize it i you know just to kind of wrap it up for me I you know because I want to make sure I end this on this note I agree 100% artists should be able to evolve no problem with that but again there comes a point when you have to especially to Jahan's point about you got to know who's supporting you you know what I'm saying and look at who's who's really you know going to who's going to have your back when nobody else has your back that's these people who are constantly coming to your concert especially at the smaller mm-hmm. venues paying real money yeah that's mm-hmm. true you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and you're not and you're not giving them your best you know, let's say you're a little late. Cool. You show up, you late, you four hours late, and then you're going to do a half-ass concert? Come on And now. you can't do that for years and years and years. years. That's the thing. No, it's that's not a, just a one-off. Yeah, it's not just a one-off. <laughs> yeah. If Miles Davis plays with his back to me, I can still hear. You know right. what I'm saying? And and he's it's right. Like, he's, he's it's right. brilliant. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, I really don't even need to look at Miles. He can be off stage, really, to be honest. Right, right. I just want to listen. There you, you go. Know. I just want to hear. But at the same time, I, say, I think if we give artists the room to evolve... The rules have to play both ways. Then we, as the audience, have to have the right to not invest. Yeah, totally, absolutely, totally. Yeah, bottom I mean, line, and, totally and, and them not to be right. Yeah, nothing is given. I mean, again, you know, when you can, as an artist, you know, you can take those chances, but you have to understand that 
you know, not everybody's going to be on board for this yeah. shit. I guess my main concern is that, you know, more than anything else as an artist, you can evolve, you can grow, you can change, you can do drugs, lose weight, smoke crack, whatever the fuck, right? But you always show up to play. You know what I'm saying? You always show up to play and, and you stay in the game. So what to me what that means is that you constantly put out product for your audience. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. You know, particularly now. I mean, I, I think I think it would be a little bit more of a thing, you know, like maybe 10, 15 years ago when people could claim, oh, my label is holding up this material, you know, whatever, whatever. But now in 2015, I mean, you know, you could just put your shit on SoundCloud or whatever. You know, or, you know, and if the mm-hmm. label takes it down, I mean, hell, by the time they get to it, every fucking blogger will have it out, you know. So to me, there's just no excuse for not uh, putting out new music to your audience mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever it may be. You know, you can take those chances, but you got to deliver something. And I think, you know, even your audience will have respect for someone that stays in the game and does evolve and maybe even put out some stuff that they that you don't like. But they will always check for you. I'm very much like that with Michelle and Deggio Cello. Like, she's mm-hmm. an artist that I will always check for. I will always buy her records. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, some records I've liked more than others, you know what I'm saying? But all her records have something about them, you know. My man. I, I want to know what she's going to do next. I want to know what she's going to do next. And I know that she's going to deliver. She's no going to come out with a product every year every year and a half every you time know? and that means every a lot time. that means a lot yeah that, that says a lot and even, and even and even if she didn't if you went to go see her perform if she was coming to if she was doing the lauren hill thing right you knew that you were going to get some mm-hmm. something exactly yeah. you yeah. know what i'm saying there, there's yeah. no there's no risk involved in going to see michelle perform you know right it may not be what you want to hear but you know she's going to perform she's going to show up she's going to act like she is interested in you being there because she shows that she's interested if you do that you don't even have to put out new material you can rest on the laws or whatever you yeah, put you out be but like you still Frankie have to Beverly be you can't do both like mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly ain't put out exactly album. thank you <laughs> right, right thank you but right. they, Frankie shows up and still shows out every Grateful year Dead. and people yeah, say, and right. Grateful Dead exactly. mm-hmm. hell we just got through talking about Stevie Wonder Stevie hadn't had any product in 25 years but he mm-hmm. shows up right. mm-hmm. and he respects the audience and if you're Lauryn Hill if Stevie Wonder still doing that you are in no position not to do that mm-hmm. period Michael did it till his damn death Michael died doing it and respecting the audience. Mm-hmm. Who the hell are you to think you can do better than Michael Jackson or Stevie? Come on now. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should just let her be, man. Then, I mean, then go back to acting. <laughs> yeah, that's why she can act. That's what I'm saying. Damn, I can show up. Multiple, I'm she got multiple you. ways to get that's, some money. That's my point. They said, go, go back to Actica. <laughs> that's go my whole concept of saying she can just spit. I mean, yeah, she, she has avenues. Y'all are giving her all type of passes on what she can do crazy. Right. She has outlets to go other places. A few of them. Right. Yeah. Y'all are, man, please. Can she dance? <laughs> She, she can model <laughs> You know what I'm Seriously yeah, Lord can, come on she man can model. She can do whatever They got another They got another Hunger she Games dude, and there was a, Right right There was a point <laughs> All she needed Lauren Hill is cat is everything. I mean Lenny You know Lenny right. died Right right There you so, go Maybe she could be She could play Rue's mom Or some shit Right <laughs> Thank you Something <laughs> We ought to be her agents What was you about to say Jay If she came back Every single year And dropped an album A free album On SoundCloud Every single year and it was whack. And she came to every show she ever performed. She performed on time. 
She was talking to the audience. She was Anita Bakering it up, like really, really bonding with the audience. Mm-hmm. But it was whack. How would you guys feel? Well, I would I, I would appreciate the effort. I, I wouldn't go. That's a good way. Yeah. You got to give me something I can hang my hat on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't, I'm not going to a concert to necessarily uh, talk to the audience and have you have you talk to me, have the artist talk to me, whatever. I'm going to a concert because I want to hear some goddamn jams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want that shit need to jam, nigga. So, if you ain't got no jams, I'm probably not going to, I'm not going to go to the concert if there's nothing that I don't really want to hear. But, you know, I think you earn a lot more goodwill with your audience. Again, it's just all about being respected, you know? Like, if, you, if you're showing up every year and you're putting out music on SoundCloud because the label got you hold up or whatever the case may be, I can respect that because that's someone, you, you're going at it, you, you're fighting where you stand, you understand? You know, if you're saying, hey, the label got me tied up, you know, I can't really do, you know, the way I want to do it, but my job is to deliver music and I'm not going to let a record label stand in the, in the middle of that. You know, I'm on my job. I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if she had like a fucking miseducation, like PayPal fund or some shit or like, like I would, I would contribute to the miseducation Negro college fund. You know what I mean? Like I, I would give that. I, I I give some money to the cause, even though I don't like the music. I respect an artist fighting from where they stand and making right. a way the best way that they know how. I can I can get behind that all day, even if I don't like the music. I can get behind that. All right, let's move on. The return of the what if? Man, I thought you was about to say the return of the Mac, nigga. I was about to get so hyped, man. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the Mac. Is this the Mark Morrison segment, my nigga? Oh shit. <laughs> Nah, man, nah. If we, if we return to Mac, it's gonna be Max Julian, son. Okay, it's not right, gonna be right. Mac Moore. We gonna we going to the original, son. <laughs> the music snobs what if segment, where we take a a real scenario that happened and we ask a question: What if it happened differently? What if Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis hadn't been snowed in in Atlanta on that fateful day in 1983, which led them to be fired from the time? Bye. That guy, by, by, the, by, the, by the guy, that guy, <laughs> by we, that guy. Are we are we legally? We can't we can't legally say his we name. We just got pulled off SoundCloud yeah. again. Right, we did. Okay, <laughs> we can't legally say his name. I mean, yeah, I ain't going. Yeah, out, I'm, set it up. I'm not going out like the original seven. Say let his me, name. Let me let me let me just set this up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the original seven and what did the, the, right. the family change? What are the family now? F Deluxe, <laughs> because Prince's lawyers say that. He owns the names to these bands that he produced, so they can't. They have to. They have to come up with a new name. Are you lying? No, no they're no, serious. Lying. They're serious. F Deluxe. F, F Deluxe. Get the Lux. fuck out of yeah. here. Oh my god, that's unbelievable. F Deluxe and the original seven, my nigga. Holla. Mas- Maserati are coming out next year, and it's like that car. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. So let's 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 set this up a little bit. In ni- in nineteen eighty three. Prince, The Time, and Vanity Six were on their Triple Threat tour. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis had been side producing, and they were in Atlanta. They took, they used some vacation days or some break days from the tour, flew down to Atlanta to work with SOS Band, do some sessions. There was a freak snowstorm in Atlanta. In Atlanta, and they could not make a plane to get them to a gig that I believe was in Denver, San Antonio. Thank you. So what ended up happening, the show the show went on and Jerome Benton stood in for his brother Terry Lewis on bass 
And I don't know who Prince stuck up there on keyboards, but Prince played. No, 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 no. Prince played bass off stage. Yeah. Okay. And Jerome mimed it. Soon after, very soon after, they were fired. Now Prince says he Morris Day asked him, "Hey, you know, what do you think I should do?" And Prince said, "Well, if they <laughs> were in my let, band, let me fire you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I fire him. But mm-hmm. mm. Prince says that Morris Day fired him. Technically. Oh wow. Jim, Jimmy Jam's quote. Jimmy Jam's quote is: Prince took his six-inch pumps and kicked us out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what if they had not been snowed in?" And they stayed in the time. My belief is eventually they would have been fired anyway. It was, it was going to happen. At some point, whether they missed the plane or not, the fact that they were doing outside work, it wasn't going to hide. I mean, from that session, if I remember, Just Be Good to Me was done. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, their careers were launching anyway. You know, they had already done the Clive Davis thing. They were going to start lining up stuff. They had Alex. Somebody wanted to work with Alex and Sherrill anyway. All that, I think, was going to happen. At some point, whether they missed the plane or not, Prince was going to fire them for doing outside work. Or he was going to force them to make a decision. Either y'all gonna do this or you're gonna do this. He's we all know that he has con- I ain't gonna say he's a control freak, but he has control issues. Very much I mean, so. He has, it is. So basically, basically, it was either you're gonna do this or do that anyway. So a plane flight was a good excuse. Eventually, six months from there, a year from there, it was gonna happen. Because they weren't gonna stop doing what they were doing. So we can all agree that the back half of 80s R&B wasn't going to happen if they stayed in At time. all. It, yeah, it, 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 was, it, w- it would not have happened. I mean, when you think But they would have been fired anyway. No, that's I, my point. I, I don't know, Scoop. I, I think It would have happened later, maybe. Yeah, that's it. It, it would have happened, happened later. Maybe later, yeah. yeah. Eventually. What, what, what if it didn't happen until like 91? <laughs> no, that's going to happen way before that. Prince is, Prince is not going to... No, hold on. Here's the, the, the ultimate what if is, is what if they obeyed Prince and said, okay, you know what? We're not gonna yeah. do we're not gonna do that outside music. And then like Arthur said, the back half of the eighties don't happen. You know, for us. Right, right. You know right, for right, music right, 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 right. That's the most God, terrifying. That means yeah. No no control, no I mean, god damn. Right. No control. No hearsay. No, <laughs> no, hearsay, no Alexander O'Neill. No, yeah. no, yeah, Just no, no hearsay, Alexander O'Neill, that alone right no there. No affair, no rhythm nation. Right. Yeah. Does New yeah, Jack right. does New Jack swing happen? Maybe not, because that was you the know precursor to that. Yeah, thank you. That's like that's the precursor. The repercussions of this are mind bending. Yeah, this you is like, like this is like some Terminator. Like I'm going back in time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm like, this is like yo, this is some time space continuum shit. Like this, this is right. pretty fucking major. Because right? <laughs> that that means no mint condition, no, no mint condition, no low key, yep. no perspective records, no no, no low key, no soul, no sounds of blackness, <laughs> no sounds of blackness. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yo, I got the most important consequence of all this. No Rufus Black. <laughs> no Bobby Ross Avila. <laughs> oh, Bobby Ross Avila. Yo, for real, like on the low, on the low. Quiet, yeah, Bobby Ross Avila. Like that cat is so fucking talented, man. I just I'm telling you. Work with him back in like, oh, God, oh, four, I want to say. Yeah, you were on but, that um, Sensational album, right? Yeah, that Sensational album. Yeah, man, like crazy talented dudes, man. Crazy talented dudes. Well, here, let me ask you this. On the, on the flip side of this, if they don't miss the plane and they wind up sticking to Prince's rules, how dope, even though they're dope anyway, but how dope does the time really become? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. See, what if, Do what they if, become, what if Jam and Lewis become producers for the that's next what time I was, album? Whoa, whoa, wait. Yeah, how about I, this? Mm, I'll do uh, you one better. I'll do you one better. I'll see you, Arthur, and I'll raise okay. you. They become in-house producers for Paisley Park. And all of their stuff now happens under Prince's watch. 
Then they get fired because that, that then actually could have happened. Then they get fired anyway because they become better than Prince. Exactly, and that, and that, yeah, I think it's pretty inevitable. I mean, they were gonna outshine. Yeah. It. I mean, cause you got to think. I mean, pretty yeah. much they were. I mean, God, okay, they left him in what eighty three, right? That's when they left the yeah. time. Well, they left the time. So eighty three. Okay, so from eighty three to what, like eighty? Let's say Prince's classic era ended. What we'll say what 88. like. 88. 88. Okay, end it ends with what? Love Sexy? Love is that Sexy. Was, that was, right. It ends with Love Sexy. Okay, from 83 to 88, like that's Prince's reign. Okay, so let's look at what Jamin Lewis did from 88 to, I mean, fucking what, 2000. One, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just take the decade. Just take the decade. Design of a decade, nigga. Eighty-eight, ninety-eight. They was whooping his ass. They was kicking Prince's ass. No. You know what no. I mean? No, it, it was no, no, bro. no. Come no. on, man. He, he no. goes to Dio. <laughs> no, he goes to no. Dio. I love listen, it. Listen, listen. And I, I, I'm catching a little deja vu. But listen, if you take and no one loves Jam and Lewis more than me. But if you take what they did during their reign and compare it to what Prince did during his reign, we tell we deal with two different reigns and I, here. And, and I Prince's agree. With, reign I, is I agree completely with that. I agree with you saying I, okay. from their right, reign right. so, and his reign. I'm just saying from the time of when, just speaking, just on the history that the, the the kind of history that we're talking about during the time that they left him, what they went on to do, you know, kind of yeah. once he fell off, like they kept going. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, right, I, I I agree with that too. Yeah, their whack period dwarfs his whack period. Man, but they controlled R and B music yeah. for a yeah. decade. And but here's hold the on, thing. hold on. Let me go back to what you said though, uh, Scoop. If they become in-house producers, the one area they will outshine Prince on, they can collaborate. Prince cannot collaborate on the level that they can collaborate. He no. can, he can, he can control he another right, artist. Right, right, right. You know, so he can control the Sheila E and put out another Prince album under the guise of Sheila right. E. He or cannot Jill collaborate. Jones or like Jill Jones. Right. So if they became in house. Paisley Park becomes the Taja. biggest, you know, shit ever. They got the greatest artist, one of the greatest but artists his, of all time, and they got J- Jam. But does his ego get in the way? Oh, and like, it you would know never happen. Go, it would never happen. Right? That's it. That's it my would point. Never <laughs> happen. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, we are talking about it. But I mean, you got to remember, at one point, I mean, the time was outselling Prince. You know, the time was just something that you're talking about a control free. He's I'm a control free. Prince is control Godzilla. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother level, dog. It's never happening. I mean, Fontaine's on something, but they, the time was kicking his ass on the tour. The, the he time was how to do that, though. Act. He taught the him time, how to do that, The though. time was getting... No! Of yes! course. What? The, what are you the talking about? Prince taught, <laughs> Prince taught them how to play like that. He had no to go... No doubt. If you no remember... Doubt. Oh, you talking about because he was drilling them. Yeah, he was rehearsal. drilling them. Yeah, okay, he was okay, not okay, okay, to play like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. But once they start doing it better, he starts out shining. It all stops. Yeah, Once Paisley Park becomes Motown to him being Barry Gordy, it becomes a problem. He does, he does, he's not he Barry not Gordy. Gordy. No, 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 Barry Gordy. He's, but, but, he's no, no, no. Gay. Barry Gordy ain't never dropped no album. Not to my knowledge. I mean, Rockwell put out an album, but Barry Gordy ain't never dropped one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But no, no, no. I'm saying just in the standpoint of that, he's the one that put this all together. Not as an artist, because he's still an artist. He's Marvin Gaye and he's Barry Gordy. But once Paisley becomes Motown, which is bigger than Marvin, bigger than Barry Gordy itself, Prince has a problem. Very much. Prince so. has a serious problem, and he shuts it down right there. He's like, no, nah, it ain't about it. him no more. It ain't about him no more. Exactly. Exactly. It Jay, looks like Empire. What, what year? And he's Taraji P Henson. What year? Did, what year did Control come out? <laughs> Eighty-six. So, and and what what did Prince drop that year? Parade. Okay, so if that comes from the same place from Paisley Park. 
at least during that, you know, window of time, that's the biggest record label in history. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, for like six weeks, it would have been the greatest ever. Right. For six weeks. <laughs> but, and at, but, the, but at the same time he's doing that, he's also doing, you know, Alexander O'Neill. Mm-hmm. I go back to Alex at the same time. I mean, you got a you got a do a, 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 a duo that has a lock on R and B, and that's too much competition for that dude in the six inch pumps to handle. Yeah, but you know, and what's crazy about it is it actually gives Prince more room to do all the shit that he really wanted to and, do. But he doesn't he see, it see it that, it that way. way. Like yeah. Isaac said, that that control Zilla yeah. blocks all that. Right. We talk about we talk about the arrogance of Lauren Hill. <laughs> and then the last one, his arrogance mm-hmm. oh, yeah, will yeah, stop yeah. all it. So my point is that it's I get the what if, but eventually something was going to happen. This it was not gonna be this way. Yeah, I, I I'm sure I hate as much as y'all that we never got a Jam and Lewis produced Tony M album. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean I, <laughs> or, t- or TC yeah, Ellis. And, and, Jim Lewis produced Gold Nigga. That could have been amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that could have been listenable. That shit could have been uh, right. halfway listenable. Right. Halfway. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't the worst MC of all time like people make out, man. I mean. Yes, he, he is. Um, yeah, Tony M wasn't bad on, on Get Off. Was, didn't he do a spit a couple lines? Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. Spit Gangsta a couple clown. bars in, 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 in Get off the mic in, right. <laughs> <laughs> in, quotes, in very big quotation marks Spit a couple of bars <laughs> no, no 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 Listen I'm not going to let Tony go out like that Tony had a good tone You know he had a good vocal Vocal tone He had a lot of presence On the mic But you know what Jokes aside If you look at the tours around then The new tour So like Spain um, Tokyo They're out there You know Tony M and the Game Boys, they gave Prince a lot of energy, a lot of much needed energy, particularly in the dancing, the choreography. If you look at the um, performance of Let's Go Crazy and Kiss on Arsenio from that time period, you can see he's like really invigorated. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, I think they kind of they kind of gave him a little energy, but I also think, too, in that period, that was his humbling. You know what I mean? I Because at the time, I mean, you I think, you know, this is when hip hop was like, you know, really like kind of taking over 88. and shit. and you know prince's early his thoughts on hip-hop like he wasn't really a fan of the shit like that you know what i mean he was like oh whatever you know i can do Dead that on it, right so, yeah so Dead tony m i'm a, that was him trying to be i guess not Damn. a rapper but him having my i got a posse too and all the shit but it's like nigga that shit ain't hot <laughs> you know what i mean like this this shit whack as hell but so i think that was in a lot of ways him kind of seeing that you know I, this is not as easy as it looks, you know. For like real. it's not, you know. Even he tried to rap, you know. My name is Prince, and it was just like, dude. I mean, that was terrible. Hey, yeah. but Fonte, <laughs> we've we've already established. I've argued with Arthur about this for years. He successfully rapped many years before on Irresistible Bitch. <laughs> no, he didn't. Or Housequake. No, he did. Okay. Yeah. No, he did. Housequake. Yeah, I get Housequake. I get Housequake. Irresistible Bitch was a rap song before it way ahead oh, yeah, of its time. Definitely. Even though Arthur denies Very it, but so. hey, I'll give you that one. You know, Fonte, you mentioned the whole Terminator thing. There's that idea in quantum physics or time physics or whatever that each decision you make creates a different reality. So there's millions of realities out there. One thing this conversation has opened my eyes to is that I've always been thankful for that snowstorm. You know, mm-hmm. I've always been thankful for that. Yep. But this conversation is on my eyes to that. If that snowstorm didn't happen, there's at least one reality, one possibility out there that I would have been very happy with. And that's 
what Scoop proposed, you know, we know it would never happen, <laughs> but there may be that reality out there where Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis become in-house producers for Paisley Park, and we get, you know, a couple years of just unbelievable, you know, dominance by that label. So that's a, you know, that's a time thread that's out there somewhere in the space-time continuum that I'd be happy with. <laughs> you know, it could have even gone like, it could have gone crazy far in the way that Tony, Tony, Tony and Jodeci were both very, very vocal about how their first choice of signing to a label was Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. Jodeci drove they out drove there, out right? there and they, were yeah, turned they drove down. to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis opened the door instead of Prince. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? When, when they knock on the door, that's a completely it's a different, different conversation. conversation. It's a whole yeah. other conversation. Yeah, it is. So, and maybe, maybe those, maybe those last five or six songs on Forever My Lady were actually good. Yeah. Right, right. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that whole Don't side B. Like that whole, that whole side, side B. B. Don't. <laughs> side B. Hey, with the exception of criticizing uh, my phone, doesn't ring no share. more. My phone. Yours is my phone. Mine was the times we share. I like that one. Yeah, that's what that's what that I'm saying. That was saying. my anthem. My phone. Yeah, that was my anthem. I gotta love. How can you guys criticize that? I gotta the the, the bridge on gotta love was the redeeming factor. Yeah, the, gotta the bridge, love was, bridge sick. was like okay. The bridge I was gotta sick. love. I wanna give you right. that shit was like <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. Tell me. I was right. like okay, exactly. but then the rest of the shit is just like no. I'm I'm praying today. Yeah, I right. go right. to like a new Jack Swing party and I find the DJ that's like wise enough to play. Just the gotta love bridge, and then cutting to something else. <laughs> just the bridge, and then and then going to fucking feels good or just got paid or some shit. This has been episode 36 of the Music Snobs podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. We're going to be back shortly with part two of our discussion with Fonte. You can find us streaming online at themusicsnobs.com. We're also streaming on soundcloud.com slash themusicsnobs. Please find us in iTunes and subscribe so that you can receive our shows regularly as soon as they're available. Uh, search for the Music Snobs podcast in iTunes. Twitter, Total Music Snobs is our handle. Facebook, Facebook.com, wait for it, The Music Snobs. And our In The Mix series can be found on Mixcloud.com slash The Music Snobs. And our show notes are available on Flipboard on your iOS, Android, or Windows phone device, and also online. So you can search for The Music Snobs episode guide on Flipboard. See you at episode 37. Thank you.